It's first thing Friday so it's time for fix. Our weekly newsletter, with this audio version made with Amazon Polly and a synthetic voice. Fix slash Friday, October 29th. Merchant. The chasm between the traditional grocery retailers and the Legion fast last mile startups has been narrowing recently. Many high street supermarkets are testing partnerships with Deliveroo, and Morrison's have gone further with a partnership with Deliveroo on Hop. Waitos tried their own rapid, but closed that and now work with Deliveroo. Tesco did a great job rethinking their delivery business over lockdown and have recently launched Woosh, offering super fast, 60 minute, delivery. Now they have partnered with Gorillas to pilot ultra fast delivery, aiming for 10 minutes. The partnership will see Gorillas set up micro fulfillment sites at five large Tesco stores, where they will pick, pack and deliver to customers in the time it takes to preheat the oven. The first micro-fulfillment site will use excess warehouse space within the Thornton Heath Tesco store and stock a selection of around 2,000 products. One reason for the popularity of these services is the increase in frequency of food shopping, the big shop seems to be dying, as this from the Waitrose Food and Drink report shows. At the same time, our survey found that 8% of people now shop for food every day of the week, either in a store or online. This is up from 4% last year. The leap is particularly stark among 18-24-year-olds, while just 3% of them shopped every day. A year ago, the figure is now 27%, a ninefold increase. 28% shop two to four times a week. Buy now pay later pioneers Klarna have signed a smart distribution deal with Stripe, so any retailer using Stripe can easily offer Klarna services to their customers. After Square acquired rival BNPL firm Afterpay, this deal looked inevitable. There have been lots of rumors about what would happen to the top shop flagship store on Oxford Street. Asus made it clear they were buying the brand and didn't have any interest in their retail space. Now we learn another iconic retailer has bought the space, IKEA. This is quite different to their renowned out-of-town warehouses, the store they had in Westfield and the showroom on Tottenham Court Road are probably better examples of how IKEA intend to use the store. But they will have lots of space to display their range, the showrooms always felt a little parsimonious. It's going to take two years to fit out the store with the opening plan for autumn 2023. So where do the IKEA team look for inspiration? Maybe they can learn from Apple, who have built the best brand cathedrals, and made them insanely profitable. This thread looks at how Apple did it. Less celebrated as a merchant is Costco. But people in retail admire this business, the third biggest retailer in the world with sales of $190 billion, beaten only by Amazon and Walmart. A great thread from Trung Phan gets into their story. Stores are important. Worries about the supply chain seem to be driving up demand for Bopis, buy online pickup in store. People don't want to risk missing presents. The physical locations will serve as a critical component of digital strategies this holiday, he said, noting that the store pickup model saves retailers shipping costs because it essentially outsources the last mile to consumers. This is critical because home delivery will be more expensive and slower this year, even more so than in 2020. More on Fast Last Mile and Merchant Media in Wednesday's Deep Dive. AdTech After Snap shared the impact of the Apple privacy policies on its ad business, all eyes were on the Facebook figures. Their share price fell in sympathy as did Google and Twitter. But they were not that badly affected, Eric Suford goes into detail here, and shares bounced back. In good Wall Street Journal coverage one analyst said. Given the fear that was out there, this is fine, especially after Snap. Leaving the impact of Apple aside for a moment, the other data wasn't bad, Facebook user numbers are holding up, but with little growth, and their emphasis on youth in the call suggests they are concerned about Snap and TikTok.
The ad issues got all the headlines for Snap but their user growth was good. Both the Facebook and Snap investor slides are worth a look. But the big issues of ATT have not gone away. Apple have pulled the rug out from under advertisers, and the platforms they rely on. This thread pulls some of the key quotes from FB execs on what the problems are, summed up by this one from the VP of Finance. The other thing related to the measurement piece is because you're unable to measure as effectively you're also unable to target as effectively. And because Apple control their own ecosystem, and clearly have little interest in the effect of its actions on others, will we ever see a stable system again? As Snap, Facebook etc. work out ways of mitigating the ATT changes, will Apple move the goalposts again? Now they are seeing the real benefits to their bottom line of the privacy strategy, are they now motivated to keep disrupting the rest of ad tech? The way corporations evolve to maintain and improve their business is demonstrated by an unredacted Google antitrust finding. This thread by an FT journalist is the best way to understand the scale of the allegations. And this piece by a UK ad tech expert gives some context. And when the Daily Mail is running ad tech stories you know something big is going on. It's like if Citibank owned the NY Stock Exchange, Google takes up to 42% cut from online ads, four times as much as its rivals, according to bombshell lawsuit exposing scale of its monopoly. There are some smart people who think Google could just walk away from this part of their business. The display space needs a lot of work to sustain itself, let alone thrive. And as flock thinking struggles to get traction, someone must have worked out that a trade sale or IPO of GAM etc. could be a good move. It takes the steam out of the regulators, provides one more big payday and protects the search and YouTube business. A long-time advocate of regulation Johnny Ryan has some interesting new thinking on how the future could look, sustainability without surveillance, ICCL review of sustainable publishing and tracking-based advertising. One other issue for ad tech is the impact of the supply chain problems. So many ads on Instagram and Amazon are selling products shipped from China. When the stocks run low, the ads will dry up. The FT looks at this and so does Eric Sufert. Creative. A good new resource on the practical applications of AI from Facebook. Reimagine your own creativity in this AI sandbox. Lots of tools to play with, including a demo from our friends at Pencil. And Google shares some best practices to help you build better creative for your performance marketing. Social commerce. Shopify have been busy building collaborations with entertainment platforms, including Netflix, TikTok, Instagram and now Spotify. Talking about the latest deal, one of their execs says. Creators are the next generation of entrepreneurs. And giving them the tools they need to truly do multi-channel commerce is important to us. One of our beliefs is that retail is going to be everywhere and we want to help make retail everywhere. Buyers. And fans jump from listening to music in Spotify to checking out TikTok and so on. We want to enable creators and entrepreneurs reach buyers across all of these channels, and we're seeing a lot of interesting signals, that it's working. Google are very active in India and a new investment in Mishu gets them into the social commerce space there. Newt. Our deep dive into Newt on Wednesday covered the amazing scale of YouTube and the battle for the TV operating systems as well as sports, cinema and the sad saga of the C4 privatization. We also shared good new research from Deloitte and the IAB. If you know anyone debating whether to invest the cost of a weekly Pret coffee to get the full fix experience each week, ping me and I will share this with them to show what they are missing out on. Web3. Everyone is talking metaverse. In most cases a favorite James Brown song comes to mind, talking loud, saying nothing. Benedict gets it. Metaverse is the buzzword of the moment, yet it doesn't really exist as more than a label on a whiteboard, and many of the ideas it tries to combine might not happen, or not like that. 
Agencies are all over it but marketers are more reticent. Amitisense exec describes the issue. It's poorly understood, intangible, limited in measurement and maturity, and, on a more practical level, brands may struggle to apportion budget to something which does not neatly fit in a media or content box. But there is interesting stuff going on and if you can avoid the weeds of the crypto con men, there is much to learn. It is impacting music Fortnite's upcoming global music series will have an interactive experience for each artist. Hollywood NFTs have the potential to flip Hollywood studio model upside down. Fine art Tahe case for fine art NFTs. And even creativity Adobe Scott Belsky on how NFTs will change creativity. Plus plus. The. Business. Of. Community underscore volume 2021, great thinking on community. Building brand agency relationships that move at the speed of digital, S4 Capital and Mondel S. Advertisers can now measure brand marketing impact using Amazon brand lift, beta. Snapchat commercials pass the eye test in Dense's attention economy research. Making sense of it all, Bacardi's fielding is eager for proper video neutral planning, fix friend on managing walled garden data. What surprised us so far in 2021? Mediacom on e-commerce. Some new research on the scale of the creator economy.